All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 228 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Rumchuk. Chalmers, Bag Milk, Wanya, and Jay are all here. And I like this podcast already because looking at the call, there's only one ceiling fan on my screen. Everyone else is allowing me to look at their face, and I think that's a big moment. Oh, all four. There we go. Sometimes it's going to be on camera and not being a degenerate like I was last week. Yeah. Sometimes it's a normal day, you know? Before we dig into the podcast, I should let everyone know, as always, we are brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Down with Noodle King. Oodle Noodle is the number one noodle shop in Edmonton. 14 locations. Number 15 is coming. So if you're out in Fort Saskatchewan, stop eating now. And that way, when the Oodle Noodle location opens, you can just eat for like a week straight and not do anything else. Uh, as always, 10% of all in-store proceeds. <clears throat> Had a piece of sugar from the sour Skittle I ate stuck in my throat there. 10% from all in-store proceeds at Oodle Noodle go towards a local charity. Uh, is, there's a new one coming, right? Yeah, we uh, just launched a video this week, so please share on all Nation and Nation Real Life channels, Bags Melkin, your rim check. Uh, we're partnered with the MS Society of Canada. All right, MS Society so, of Canada. Normally, you know, we fo- have a local focus, mm-hmm. and uh, but this does have a local focus because of all of the crazy research, the facility they have here for research uh, for MS and kind of all the advancements that have come uh, come out have come out of Edmonton as well. So 
you know, there is a strong local angle there. We're supporting a very uh, strong team uh, and facility here that's doing great things and helping put Edmonton on the map. Great. Great stuff. Jay, Jay, Jay I have to say, you sound terrific, by the way. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. I just, I just wanted nice. to throw it out there. Those that's earphones, nice. whatever, whatever yeah. you're using, it sounds terrific. The yeah, thing, he's, he's upstairs a little brick, so I can see I'm the I'm at the content table. Maybe I'm at the, the content table. I got the ear pods in. There's no, half the time there's someone else in the office. The office right now, I have to warn you. I have to warn you at all. You're not even here. It is like 900 degrees. So this is one of those days, like Little Brick is interesting because it runs off of one furnace and run in, in the, in the thermostat are out in the cafe. So they don't, they don't register what's going on in the offices. So if it's cold in the cafe, the, uh, the furnaces fire up and turn our offices into a sauna. And if the offices are warm, then the furnaces don't turn on and then our offices are an ice box. So winter is always an interesting time. And that is the joys of owning a house that is 117 years old. Is the basement studio freezing cold or has no one been there in like seven months? No, I was actually just in there. So oh. Big Mike went down there. Big Mike went down there and got it all kind of uh, cleaned up. We're getting the camera set back up because Josh and I are going to work on some video stuff down there. Cool. And I'm quietly going to be pushing you guys to try to get come back home here at some point. But um, yeah, so we're getting the studio. But actually, full disclosure, I've got to play hockey today. Uh, and I totally forgot to take my equipment out of my car. So I have my hockey equipment airing out right now in the podcast studio. That sounds not appealing at all. So, yeah. all right. Um, Chalmers talked about your AirPods. As someone who does audio stuff for work, I'm surprised actually that you get that good of audio quality out of the little AirPod considering the microphone's like up by your ear, right? It's, it's insane. It's weird. It's insane. Yeah, I know. I don't get it, but... The whole reason why I got AirPods is right at the start of COVID. My whole life was just living on the phone because essentially everything was on fire. So I'm just on the phone trying to fix things, have meetings with the team and do all that stuff. So I'm walking around and I'm also stressed out to the max. So I'm walking around the neighborhood to do all these calls. So I was doing it with like your normal uh, uh, earphones with the, with the wires plugging into your phone. And then all, but I would walk and then the mic would rub on my jacket because it was still like cold out somewhere in like a parka. So it would rub and that drive people crazy. And then also the cord, because I'm a hand talker. I don't know if you know this in the Noodle Noodle videos. It's, I'm, it's more my hands doing the talking. Uh, so I'm hand talking while I'm on these walks. And the amount of times I would like karate chop the cord and the phone either flat out of my pocket and then smash it on the cement or the ear pods would rip out of my ear and just like, it, it's not like it's like a crazy pain, but it's such a just, weird You can just feeling. sum it up with, I'm rich and I got AirPods. It's fine. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was not it. But that this was a very convoluted way COVID. of saying, I bought the most expensive AirPods that they make. No, no, but that was why I got AirPods, because of all of that like, yeah. disruption. Because being on the phone was actually my job for eight hours a day for like two months. So I was like, fuck, I need to, like, I've got to splurge on something. I'm literally having bought spent a dollar on myself during this time so yeah i bucked up and bought some airpods except for the airpods well, in the and same, the peloton in the, yeah well the peloton let's, let's put a caveat <laughs> on the peloton peloton finance over 39 months over zero percent interest and they came so, up with a new bike like eight months after uh, six months after we bought ours eh? <laughs> well whatever 
they well, do now whatever the, the technology is the same or whatever the the, the screen pivots who cares so, Wanye, so what in i the pick- same vein in the same vein one yay you look great i like hey. being able to see your face i like the hair you got like a bit of a flow going there this That's is good. a real pleasure today <laughs> nice Chalmers is in the best of spirits yeah what the hell is yeah maybe it's election way? stuff who knows <laughs> just kidding. You must have got the good Slurpee today. No, uh, I haven't even had a Slurpee today yet, actually. I was going to make just a sex joke, just, but then I decided not to. Ride it, riding a high here, boys. Riding a high. You know what? My jobs are all going really, really well today, as, but everything is very hectic. But there hasn't been, there's only been one major problem today, so. We, good. we had someone reach out to the podcast and they mentioned all of the garage door openers you have. Um, I count <laughs> four of them right now. And uh, most yeah. of them, it looks like, have multiple buttons as well. How do you keep do. track of which ones are for which? Do you have like a piece of, <laughs> oh, another, another one? one. Like, yeah, that's in the sunglass case because it can't fit it. Is it just easy um, to remember or do you have to like, do you ever remember. pull up to a job site and like just hit all of them at once and then it opens? No, no, it's very simple. One of them is my own house. Because I don't use this thing, because I don't like it. Okay. It doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't have great range. Um, when you the say this one, thing, it is a podcast, so I'll just say you're pointing to the oh, built-in sorry, one the in thing, your truck. The, the, the built-in one in the yeah. truck. It doesn't have the greatest range. Um, one of them is actually for my parents' house because I go over there a lot to okay. just take care of stuff and just do things. So that's easy to get in and out. And then the other three are just yeah jobs, and I know which ones they are because I put like I. You, you know, I know which unit they put in, and I just I know which one it is. I don't know. They're easy to keep wow. straight, actually. Not hard. Smart man. Very smart man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone was sharing stories about their day. In my work today at the radio station, in the middle of our show, the fire alarm went off. Come on. Oh. I saw that on Twitter. So, <laughs> I'm on the 10 to noon slot, and usually we have two fire drills a year. And they go happen either right at 10 or right at 11. And when they're drills, I'm told not to go outside. I just close the door. When the fire department comes, they know that there's going to be someone in the radio station or in the AM radio station sitting at the control board. And I just roll through it. So today the fire alarm goes off at like whatever, 1050. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. But I must have missed the announcement about a drill. So it's going off in my ears. Low tide could hear it. And he was like, what's going on? I'm like, I think it's just a fire drill. So everyone was evacuating and I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, you know what? This is weird. I should probably text my boss. So I texted Matt Iwanek and I was like, hey, am I supposed to leave? And like a minute after I sent it, he comes running in. He's like, you need to get out of here. And I was like, oh shit, there's actually a fire. So I like quickly grabbed all my stuff and had to actually evacuate. But for a second, I was just going to stay planted and just not leave. Um, it was so wild. was there a fire? You're like, I'll never leave my post. The world is ending. You're yeah. like, and in goddamn HL news. <laughs> Um, was there actually a fire? No, or was it was it because you won and had and dropped the hottest of scalding hot takes today. Ah, uh, my the mitts over there. I don't admit. Uh, but no, it was just like a false alarm. It was weird. We don't even know what part of the building it came from. But like the fire trucks came ripping in with full sirens and everything. There was like four fire trucks that showed up. It was uh, it was wild. But yeah, I had so to what happens? What happens to the feed on the radio? You guys like what? Do you have an emergency something you play? Yeah, or so what, it's what actually happened? it's really cool. There's like a little button, and it's in a plastic case and everything. Come on! And you have to flip <laughs> up the plastic case and hit the red button oh. that says emergency. So that was fun. I got to like flip it. I was like low tide because low tide's at home still, right? He's doing a show from home. So I was like low tide, we gotta go. And I hit the emergency feed, and it cuts down. We play ESPN from somewhere in the states. I did it with my dick for sure. Oh, so like. For all you know, somebody was like, they all of a sudden started listening to like the Levitard show or something. Yeah, they, I think they got Rome or something like that, maybe. I'm oh, not 100% God. sure what it was. Um, but then. You no, know, I used to. Go ahead. 
what right. I, our boss tried to fix a commercial break that was coming up so our commercials would play. And he ended up just firing the commercials because he can do it all from his phone. And the people listening had like three audio streams going into their radio at once. It was like Jim Rome or whatever. And our commercials playing over top of Jim Rome. Apparently, it was just a fucking mess. I used to listen to Jim Rome so religiously. You loved Jim Rome. I loved him. I used to have like a little AM FM radio that you could have a plug in into. Like like earphones back when those still existed. Yeah. Um, and at 10.06 every day. I knew that the show started. There was so a no time matter where there was no talking to you before you started talking about goddamn Jim Rome. I know. It was crazy. Well, Jim and, now, Rome thing. and it was like the best thing ever. I was like, you guys got to hear I listen to it now. I swear to God, it reminds me back to 10 years ago. That show has not changed a bit. It's the exact same thing. His and pauses it's like, are too long. I don't understand how it's still so popular. I guess new listeners find it, and then they get... People over. like the continuity of it. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it's the same exact drop. Like, it's almost like... It's like a computer... I don't know. You guys should, you just need to listen to it to know what I'm talking about. There, There's one guy that texts into the radio station once a week just to tell me in low tide, he goes, you guys suck. They should cancel you and put Jim Rome back on. And he Not says that... Week? Yeah, yeah, once a week, he'll text right, in. you got to give him credit. Maybe one day he'll get his... Well, like, yeah, I don't, I'm, and I always want to respond, but I don't do this. I'm like, man, you have the internet. You can just go listen to Jim Rome now if you wanted to. Like, no one's forcing you to listen to any of this. That's always I my big beef. lines are like cruel and unusual punishment that you guys have to read them. That plus social does not equal good mental health. Yeah. Um, the thing that's always bugged me, like, people complain about, you know, if it's like an article on the, on the Oilers Nation or about a podcast or about radio, and they're like, this fucking sucks because this, 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 and this. And I'm always just like, in the days of the internet, there are millions of things you could listen to. Like, why waste your energy bitching about something that you also get for free? Like, yeah, I don't know. If it's like a loyal listener and they're like, hey, you guys have started doing this and, you know, like, this isn't good, blah, blah, blah. Like, constructive feedback is good, but the people who are just like sitting there like, ah, there's fucking But imagine sucks. like every time you cut someone off in traffic traumas, eight people texted like, you're fucking asshole, you're terrible. You're I know. That's what radio people have to deal with every day. I've yeah. often thought about that with having my number on my truck. I sometimes think it's a bad idea. Speaking of cutting people off in traffic, I once, I was driving, and this is like around like the Fox Drive, Belgravia area, and I realized I needed to make a lane change, and I had space up ahead. So I went and accelerated to, to get ahead of this car to go uh and take this space and the person for some reason got triggered and sped up with me oh yeah so then i that aggravated me so i kind of cut them off just to move into lane anyways so like fuck you like you don't have to do this like you were going 60 you don't have to be going 70 now because i am to get into this lane and this person got so fucking triggered by this um all of a sudden, they then blew past me, and I'm getting a there's, there's a lady on with wife or girlfriend took a photo of me, and the next thing you know, two hours elapse. I get a call from the cops, and they're asking me what I did, and that there's a complaint against my driving, and they want me to come into the station, which when did I refused. This oh, it's like three or four years ago. Which oh, I was it in the nation truck? No, it wasn't in the nation oh. truck. It had a nation decal on it, uh, which I refused to do. And the next thing you know, seven days later, I got in the mail four ginormous 
traffic tickets. What? One one for being on my phone. They look which like I wasn't. Maps. I remember that. Yeah, one over something. What it was like like almost three grand in traffic fines. And I was like, Holy fuck, like what the hell did I do? Like and I didn't go to the station to defend myself, nor did I want to, because I'm like I'm incriminating myself if I do. So then I go to fight these tickets. And I'm like, uh, I like I'm like, can I get these reduced? Like, this is a lot of money. And they're like, oh, just uh, we'll get the justice of the peace. And I go sit down, and he comes out. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, these are all squashed. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, no, they didn't. They're supposed to like, there's like a box. They're supposed to. They're supposed to write something in or uh, take a box, and they didn't do it. So my gathering is: is this person went into the police station hysterical and just dumped and vented on this uh, cop? And then the cops like, okay, I'll issue tickets and just like went through the motions and sent them, even though the tickets weren't, weren't like legit. And I guess maybe for you, it's like a, a moment where the cop is like, okay, I'm going to make this person happy because I'm issuing the ticket. Exactly. And for this guy, it'll be like a nudge like, hey, by the way, drive better, I guess. But that's fucked that someone can just call into the police station and be like, I believe this, 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 and this happened. And I want you to punish them for me. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fucking like these people went crazy, and I don't know why I felt the need to share that story. I know Chalmers probably was cutting people off, but like it was so random. But anyway, I was like, shit, I owe like three thousand bucks. Like that's crazy. Like 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 that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's crazy. I uh, I remember that's in... like ten sets of AirPods. <laughs> it's actually yeah, pretty much bang on. Um, in high school, I used I used to get a lot of speeding tickets as well. Um, and in St. Albert, when you'd get the photo radars, it was very easy to just go into the courthouse and, you know, there's only like five people there. You go talk to basically the same guy, you tell him you're a student and he takes like 60% of it off. Right. And I remember the first time I went in, I was like super nervous. I had a ticket for like whatever, $200 and me in high school could not afford a $200 ticket. Um, so I sit down in front of the guy. He's like, you're Remchuk. Hey, like, are you related to the Remchuks that played in the NHL? And I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely related to them, even though I'm like distant relatives of them. And he's like, oh, that's great. And he sat there and talked to me for like 10 minutes about watching Ken and Gary Uremchuk in the NHL, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he was like, you know what? This is taken care of. Have a good day. And I didn't have to pay any of it. It was amazing. Nice. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Worth your time. You must have felt like a weight was lifted off your shoulders, especially being that young. Yeah. Given the stakes of 200 bucks and what that means. Oh, oh, yeah. Man, you know how many shifts at Jersey City that would have been for me to make back 200 bucks? Fuck. Oh, jeez. Well, I come from a world. Bucks a shift. Yeah, I come from a world where I made $6 an hour in my high school job. So that's like 10 months of work. <laughs> when I first started at Jersey City, I think minimum wage was still like 10 50 which I know is wow. Oh yeah. Oh, and I remember halfway through my time at Jersey City, that's when the minimum wage spiked spiked to fifteen bucks, and that was like the greatest thing ever. Um, but it, when I started, it was ten, and they would really only give me three hour shifts at night. And I worked at the one in West Ed, but I lived in St. Albert, and I drove like a fairly big Dodge Ram truck because it was handed down to me, and it was terrible on gas because it was an old truck. And I look back on that time now, and I'm like. I would drive 20, 25 minutes from my house for a three-hour shift, 20, 25 minutes home, and make like $25 after taxes probably, which almost okay, wait, all went to gas. Like, was this like a Dodge Ram truck or like a Dodge Ram Charger like with a back? 
a Dodge Ram truck. Yeah, you and I, you know, you and I, your Ram truck have the same origin story. I as well started out with a handed down old Dodge Ram truck, but mine was like one that was like a two door SUV. But the Dodge Ram Charger, 1984. I, I think your first job is always a money losing proposition. I remember I worked at a golf store and I would get a three hour shift on a Saturday afternoon. And if I would go for lunch after, I would lose money on the deal. Yeah. Oh, I worked. I worked at Safeway, and Safeway is unionized, so seniority yeah. plays a role on the hours you get. Yeah. So I make. I would make six dollars an hour. I'd get one five hour shift a week. So you can do the math. That's thirty bucks, and I had to pay. I had to pay my union fees weekly as well. That was nine fifty. Fucked. <laughs> so my so checks fucked. were like eighteen bucks working for the union. Oh my god, that was for like the. First but they six saved months. you later in life when you stopped reporting to work and then resumed a year <laughs> later as though you hadn't missed a day. <laughs> yeah, you George Costanza, your work. I, yeah, I took they, a sabbatical. You got your nine dollars a week in value out of those fees. I did. I did. Oh, that's <laughs> I took a hey, summer sabbatical from Safeway once summer, because I was I was living sabbatical. the Billy Madison life. I, I was bartending. I was making good enough money to just pay for my lifestyle. I was golfing five rounds a week. And I was like, I don't need Safeway. But then once school fired back up, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, I need Safeway. And then I just, because they, they would keep scheduling me, and I just showed up one day for my shift. And everyone's <laughs> like, what? And then the manager sat me down in the produce cooler and was like, are you gonna stop doing this? I'm like, yes, sir. I'm changed. Sorry, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a rough summer. But it was I an admitted. oversight for 12 consecutive weeks of work. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry, Mel. Was... Yes, sir. I want to hear your beautiful voice. I need to ask you a question. Sure. Can you hear Wanye very well? Yeah, I can hear him. Why? Yep. I can't hear him. I don't you know what's hear going me? on. Are you deaf? No, not really. Okay, so it sounds good to everybody else. Yep. If it sounds good to everybody else, I'll leave it alone. But I was just wondering. Look I was drawing a picture of a. I was drawing a picture of a clown. Adorable. Yeah. I wanted to take a <laughs> screenshot of that, but I didn't. I'll just send what? you a little picture a little bit later. That's. Uh, I was very inspired. What's the name of the clown? Um, you know, Binky. Okay. Binky's cute. Can I can I transition into something that happened last night? Oh I yeah. Transition like transition transition. No, no I don't need to do that one yet. Oh. Um. So you guys know I'm coaching my oldest son's hockey team and that I've been through about 20 hours of coaching clinics just to be able to do it. And last night was the general uh, meeting for the Hawks, for the coaches and managers of Edmonton Hawks. Everybody had to be in there. It was a Zoom call. There was 482 people on this Zoom call at one time. Wow. And they were going to go through, yeah, they were going to go through all the protocols of, this year, it being kind of a different year with COVID. Um, and the reason that it was timed as of yesterday was because on Wednesday, up until now, we've pretty much just been playing kind of our own thing within White Mud West or other community leagues. And on Wednesday evening, we were sent our, sorry, Wednesday afternoon, we were sent our schedule for the next four weeks. And we're now playing other community leagues. So it's kind of a big deal. We're kind of trans, like, transitioning into stage two of Edmonton Minor Hockey Week. Very exciting. Um, so they had this Zoom meeting, and it was at 7 o'clock, and I hurried home to get on it. And when I tried to get on it, it, it wouldn't allow me on there. It said it only had a maximum of 100 people. And when I finally got on there, 
I had heard that the reason they are having technical difficulties getting everybody in was because once there was a hundred people in there, somebody hacked the Zoom meeting and played a like took over the screen they and played out. and played the video of two guys, two girls, one cup. Oh, <laughs> oh no! So everybody's like, for the first five minutes of the actual meeting, you can just see that, like, the guy is doing it. He's, like, thrown off. <laughs> and he's, like, apologizing for the technical <laughs> difficulties. And in the chat, everybody's just kind of like, what happened before this? And there's a guy in our uh, there's a guy in our fantasy football league, our nation league, uh, Dave, and he was in the same thing. And so I messaged him, and I messaged a couple other people, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> so he said that, yeah, somebody hacked the Zoom call. And when enough people were in there, fired up the screen, took over oh. the screen, and played that video. That is unbelievable. Isn't that crazy? Like, it's just... Uh, I guarantee that, you, that person you was under the it? age of 14. I guarantee it. Oh. It's just crazy. Like, to think that somebody did that to, like, a 500-person invite <laughs> Zoom meeting in Whoa. Edmonton. That's one, of my favorite, oh, one of my wow. favorite parts about everything happening over zoom now is the stuff like this that's happening where people either don't forget or forget that their camera's on and do something ridiculous or they hack in and post something weird. It's just like the opportunity for shenanigans because of these platforms is just shot through the roof. And I love it. Oh, I know. I mean, I was doing mine over my, like I, so I had to go travel around the house. I'd gotten home from work quite late. And I needed to, like, eat some dinner. I needed to, like, do a few things. I didn't want to be in, like, my work clothes anymore. And so, uh, but I wanted to listen to what he was saying. And I'm not going to lie to you, every five seconds I was, like, sweating, touching the screen, making sure that it was, like, pointing right to the ceiling, making sure my, my video thing still had a line through it, and that my mute button was still on, and just, like, because you can never be too careful. Yeah. Um, I For me, it's kind of, like, who is sitting there and like, all right, the Edmonton Minor Hockey Association Zoom calls tonight? A kid. Well, that's oh. so, so, so it had to have been like a teenager. I guess. Yes. saw the email because in order to get the password into it, you had to register for the class. And it was only sent to people who were registered as uh, hockey Edmonton coach or manager. Right? If you'd so, shown me two girls, one cup when I was 12 years old, it would have melted my brain. I've I never seen it, it and I have no intention fine. on it. I thought it was yeah, like tough know, to find. If I did as a kid, my first move would have been to put it on a Zoom call, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I'm Everyone needs to see this. Like, what? Like, that's... Like, that's... The most revolting <laughs> thing in the whole entire world. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do yeah. something like that, that is the exact video you put in. Oh, my God. That is, I thought I unseed that. I thought I put it put it in the past and now all the memories are being I've never seen it I've brought never back seen it. it'll it'll cha- it'll uh, oh. it'll change your mood I'll tell you that. I wish I did it I would never I'm not watch proud it. of it yeah just don't you're unchuck just no. whatever you do don't um all right well, we used to do that thing where it would be like <laughs> my buddies would send a message to each other would it be like, hey, check out this like story about whatever. And when you click the link, it would always be to something like Lemon Party or yeah. Two Girls, One Cop. Oh, or Lemon Party. That would get you. This year, it was that dude with the massive hog yeah. sitting on Our the, boy end of the bed. 
Yeah, you I used to always do that. Though. That's my go. Not anymore, but yeah, when we were younger, like you, you send the like for me, I'm like always the guy who has to organize the beer league hockey and like the beer league slow pitch. So I'll always send them like a disguised link and be like, "Hey guys, you need to click this and go sign up." And it's great just sitting there. Fuck you! I was in class when I opened that. You piece of shit. And just a link to like random porn. It is funny. All right. Well, did we have any topics for today? Oh yeah, I had I a think ton. We hit them all. Yeah, we, uh, we got all right, porn. Now it's time to give the show back to your M truck. All right. <laughs> um, uh, it's awkward to transition into an ad read out of that, but I will. Twigandberries.ca. We have uh, promo code Nation fifteen. This is the part of the week. Two berries. Where- Two berries, one twig. Yeah, and it fits perfectly because we were just talking about that guy with the massive hog sitting on the end of the bed. Twig and Berries probably would have had something to wrap up that meaty masterpiece. You know what I mean? Well, the Nutsacks could handle it for sure. Yeah, the Nutsacks could handle anything. That is their own brand of underwear. You can head to twigandberries.ca. It's supporting local. Like I said, their own brand. And with the promo code Nation15, you're going to save 15%. It's a banging deal. Twigandberries.ca. It's, you check it out. If you haven't yet, go check it out. Please, I'm begging you. Um, I had and some... not just undies there too either. Your oh yeah, they got all kinds of stuff. There. I was just on the website. They got like uh, I know I noticed when we record these bag milk. You're a big uh, pajama pants guy, right? Like yeah, man. They they got some <laughs> I of those have to leave on my there. house. Like you're lucky that I'm actually wearing pants. That's also fair. Uh, but they got some nice hoodies, a nice flannel, t-shirts. They got pajama pants, everything. I know we hype up the underwear a lot, but the other products as well deserve just as much I, hyping. I... I, I want to call out Twig and Berries in a good way. I want uh, I want to talk to you about let's do a collaboration, maybe on some sweats or a flannel nation. Yeah, gear. Labo. nation gear yes. and uh, Twig and Berries because they <laughs> they already make the good stuff, and then we'll just design a little logo that goes on it. The business development it. for this is saying it on the podcast and hoping they're listening. Of course they listen. Respect, <laughs> respect. That's just how this all came to be. They're. Uh, this is a nation citizen owned business. So they are local and they're even local within our community as well. So and they're a great partner. I would also say, Jay, that we've been talking about nation sweatpants for a long time now. Yeah. And this helping. would be the perfect gateway into doing that. Are you going to put collab- nation on the ass? I'm going to put juicy on mine. Thank you. <laughs> uh. Ooh. Um, one of the topics I had written down for this show, I actually had like five or six, but as usual, we're only going to get to one before Scott Hastings joins us. Uh, George LaRock v. Mike Tyson. I know Brownlee wrote on uh, The Nation about this a little bit. He chat, chatted with Georges. Uh, this is clearly going to be a charity thing, but is this something that interests you guys at all, or are you kind of like, meh? All I have to say is, if this, if this fight is real... Tyson will kick the shit out of the rock because well, this is real, a different right? he beast. Wants to fight. Apparently, it could be a three-round charity match, is what they've discussed. Yeah, like, but like, so if, way, if, so- it, if, it, if it was an actual boxing match. Oh yeah. So no according chance. to according to uh, Brownlee's article, because he actually called George about this, and he says it's an exhibition that's likely a year away if it comes off at all. I'd say his estimated estimation is it's about seventy-five percent done. Hey, you know what I got a problem with right now is. Anytime somebody wants to get some attention and they used to be a fighter or they are a fighter, ever since that video of Tyson came out where he was sparring with his sparring partner and he still looks good, we all know he's on the dope, on the reg, and he's working out, and he's fit as shit, all these people come out of the fucking woodwork and say, I want to fight Mike Tyson. Oh, okay, now you want to fight Mike Tyson. 
There's stories of Mike Tyson. Have you ever heard the story of Fat Joe and Big Pun? And, and Big Pun, they're in a bar in Miami, and they go outside because they're getting kicked out, and there's like six bouncers around, and Big Pun's going off, and he's like, I'm going to fight these guys, fuck these guys. And Fat Joe's like, Big Pun, like, these guys are going to take us down, but if you want to do this, like, I got your back. And Big Pun's like going crazy, and Fat Joe's like, I am super scared right now. And all of a sudden, they hear a voice, and it is, Hey, Fat Joe, what you doing out here? What? And yeah, and Mike Tyson comes out. And he's like, "We fighting these guys!" And he came out in a pair of dress pants and a white dress shirt with no socks, no shoes on. And the biggest bouncer looked at him and was like, "No, Mike, there ain't no problem." And he's like, "If you got a problem with them, you got a problem with me." And started chasing him. And the biggest bouncer was running around the car, and he was like, "We don't got a problem, Mike. We don't got a problem." And Fat Joe and, and, and Fat Joe at that moment was like, "That's when I knew that little motherfucker was the scariest person on the planet." That's a great story. I would. Yeah. And so I don't give a shit who you are. Roy Jones Jr., George LaRock, you're coming out to try to fight Tyson now. Number one, probably still going to lose. Number two, come on. Come on, yeah, man. He, we know what like, you're doing. We know what you're doing. Like Mike Tyson's 54 years old right now, but those hands are still talking. You know what I mean? He throws hammers. Like, just you, you, you watch the career arc of Rocky. Rocky came in young, fast, small, agile. And then when he got challenged in that fight later on in his life, when he was older, he focused on heavy punches. Tyson is a mutant of strength. Every, oh, my God. I just, just thinking of taking a rib shot from Mike Tyson, I just cringe. Like, ugh, Some, not even once, a chance. After, after this kind of came out, I, I sent me down a rabbit hole of going on YouTube and watching videos of Mike Tyson slipping punches and Dude, knocking people out. I watched those two. What I, I went down the same exact rabbit hole. That guy was devastating. It's incredible. The, the amount of fights where, and he, and every single time he knocked somebody out, when he came out with just the black shorts and the white towel around his neck, and he came out, and he just looked, his demeanor didn't change. He didn't look pipe up. He didn't look like scared. He just looked like a guy about to box. And every single time that he knocked the dude out in 30 or 40 seconds, he immediately went to try to help them up, and he like you could tell he was like, "Sorry, man, just doing my job." Like, "Are you okay?" And like, and you every see, single time, you would see that guy's fucking soul leave his body as well. Like, just yeah. when he connects full on, right on the button, down you go. It's like a crumpling heap of body. Mike Tyson was, is terrifying. There was one guy. I think it was he was fighting Larry Holmes' son, and you could tell Larry Holmes' son was absolutely terrified terrified before. And Mike Tyson does this thing where he kind of rushes to the center of the ring right on the bell. Larry Holmes Jr., I swear to God, I think he wanted to run out of the ring. And he didn't, he didn't last more than like 15 seconds. If you ever go down a Mike Tyson early years rabbit hole, it is just astonishing what he was. It was crazy. I feel like yeah, the smart... You know, I, I recommend going story, down the rabbit hole. You fine story, George. You should be on a podcast. Oh, yeah. You want to hear a second one about Mike Tyson? Yeah. Sure. So one time... Apparently, Steve-O, you know from Jackass? Yep. He, he, was, he heard about a party after the bar, and he, didn't, and he just like went, and he's like, whatever. So a couple of his friends got the address, and they went to the house, and he knocked on the door, and Tyson came up. It was this big mansion. And steve was like, oh, shit. And he's like, what do you want, Steve-O? And he like, knew who he was. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, I heard there was a party here. Do you care if we come in? And Tyson goes, do you have any cocaine? And steve was like, yeah, uh, like a lot. And Mike Tyson's like, Puts his, he like apparently the way Steve-O tells it, he like punched past him like really hard where he heard the wind, curled it around his neck and said, "Come on, let's go." 
they went up to his master bathroom and they stayed in there for three hours and did like seven grams of cocaine, just the two of them. And he would, and he tells a story about how Mike Tyson didn't just like to do cocaine, like snort cocaine normally, um, but he liked to roll. He liked to like empty out the tobacco and cigarettes, and then put all the cocaine in the big emptied out cigarette and then smoke it. And so Steve was like, I can "How much him worth the cocaine is?" A I would like to just say. This is all alleged. Alleged. Well, yeah, alleged. And uh, Steve, Howard, how much yeah. would a whole cigarette worth of cocaine cost? Oh, food? I have zero idea. But a lot, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact is, is like, I, I just, I didn't know that like cocaine burnt, and that's what Steve kind of said. He's like, I didn't really know the physics of it, but he said that after that night, him and him and Mike Tyson were like great friends. They smoke a <laughs> cocaine cigarette together. I'm looking at a I'm looking at a story right now of a Stevo fight from June of 1990 in Las or not Stevo Mike Tyson fight sorry <laughs> uh, from June of 1990 in Las Vegas where tickets like ringside tickets were up to five six seven thousand dollars and Mike Tyson came in one punch knockout in less than thirty seconds against who uh, his name was Henry Tillman uh, <laughs> one punch knockout. And everybody that left the fight that night was saying, well, I don't know if that was worth the money, but they almost watched a man die in the middle of the ring. I feel like it would be worth the money at that point, right? Just getting any chance to like watch in his prime, him do stuff like that. It's He's terrifying. Oh, yeah. I remember one time he fought somebody else and he beat him up in like very short order. And my grandpa went to like his friend's house to watch the fight. And when he got there, he was like five minutes later, some shit. And he'd missed the fight. And he was so mad. He's like, I'll go home and watch it. And he went home. And his VCR was off by like five minutes. And so he missed <laughs> the entire fight in both directions. He was like, Mike Tyson is too good of a boxer. Like Peter McNeely or something. That's who it was. Peter mm-hmm. McNeely. Yeah, the white guy. The Irish yeah. guy. Oh, they did a Pizza Hut commercial after. <laughs> yeah. Um. We were talking about clothing there, and before we transition into uh, Scott Hastings from Audrey here, Bag Milk, you were we were talking before we started recording. Oilers Nation Black Friday is a new Black Friday line of apparel coming. Yeah, oh, yeah. so I got to. I was Jay sent me some of the uh, some of the designs that are come be coming out not only for Black Friday but just kind of sticking around on NationGear.ca, and I gotta say, the designs that are coming are fresh they look really really sweet and i'm very much looking forward to being able to wear them because having different designers and kind of i mean jay can talk about it more but having different kind of designers and people helping design and come up with different ideas that we never could is resulting in some awesome clothes it really is i i was uh i was saying before we started when i was similar to when i got the speeding ticket when i was just a young student who didn't have very much money um, I always looked at the the Black Friday stuff, and I loved it. I always wanted to buy all that gear. It's sick. You're wearing the hoodie right now, too, right, Big Milk? Yeah, I'm wearing a blackout hoodie from a couple years ago. Yeah. It's just black on black, and they're always they look great. They're soft. They're nice. They're warm. It's perfect for an Edmonton winter. Yeah. The one the one cat I will let out of the bag is that we are bringing back that hoodie for this Black Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna so that was those. a limited run three years ago. We had, I think, 300 of them sold out. Anytime I wear one, people are like, well, how can I get that hoodie? Or I'm, I'm, I'm 
upset I missed that, so we're going to bring it back for this. Uh, for this so you're trip. telling me we're also selling hats in bags? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one at a time. Oh, Either like in the forever. bag or out of the bag. Um, oh, you get to that. choose. Cool. Uh, what do you have? Here's the the way I'll plug this. Maybe uh, if I get a Black Friday hoodie, I can show it off on our new Twitch show every Tuesday that we uh, that we do. We're combining sort of the two podcasts, Oilers Nation Radio in real life. Um, if anyone's free on Tuesday at 1 o'clock, you can join me, Nation Dan, Bag Milk, talk Oilers, talk whatever for 30 minutes, and it's all live. And for the people listening, you can come ask us questions live. Watch me eat Skittles. My girlfriend brings almost me die. a coffee. Almost die. It's a great time. Tuesday. It's a great time. 1 o'clock. But yeah, but will you almost die every episode or mail it in most of the time and never die? I think you'll be surprised at how often I choke while eating food. I'm not a very Perhaps good eater. Perhaps I'll watch. Perhaps he alone. choked off the sugar of a sour Skittle. Yeah, yeah. To start the episode, it was yeah. also great because, uh, like, Tyler kind of forgot he was also on camera, so people got a glimpse of him choking on Skittles. It was yeah. great. I mean, yeah. concerns talk- about your larynx, Chalmers, or uh, Hold on, what? larynx? Larynx? Yeah, some kind of th- it's your larynx. Larynx. The throat part. Your larynx. Wow, that is incorrect. Said the English language. It's Isn't it larynx. Just, it's just larynx, it's I think. Larynx. larynx. No. Yeah. No, it's not. No. Larynx. Don't do that. It's larynx. Larynx. It's larynx. L-A-R-Y-N-X. Exactly. Okay, well, will you guys larynx. debate that? Will you guys debate that? I've been There's no debating that. There's a right and wrong answer. Yeah, well, you can larynx. figure it out. I got a compliment for bag milk. I really, yes. really like the, the Leon, the Noel backwards. Uh, meme that you put up for that I was, was Nathan like, Dan. I yeah, that was Dan. No, I didn't make that one. Very oh, funny. Fuck you, fuck you then, Bagno. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, one sec, guys. One sec. Oh, never mind. It oh didn't come. Oh my god, it does spell no well. Yeah, what did you think Larynx. they were doing, Jr.? Did you hear what Terry Crews said? I got, I'm correctly. on Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia. Are you ready? Larynx. No. <laughs> oh, you're fucking full of shit. <laughs> Uh, man. You're making up that voice. That's what I'll do one more time. Larynx. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, larynx. keep larynx. Someone just played it. It's larynx. Beautiful. Yep. There's no G in it. What? G. Where are you even getting G from in larynx? You're saying larynx. Larynx. Hang on. You're I'm gonna wrong. try. I'm gonna try to help. Larynx. Maybe like hockey rink. Rink. That back half sounds like skating rink. We're going to try the British pronunciation and see if that helps out, Jay. Thank Hang on you. one second. Larynx. No, thank no. you. I'm sorry, Jay. Larynx. Notting Hill is right. It's yeah. not larynx. Uh, I, tr- I thought I spoke to Queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a very, very small dialect of people Peter? who work occasionally at Safeway. Oh. Lighter? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got to get to our Odd Trek segment here. Scott Hastings is just around the corner. Um, as always, Wanya, we thank you for your time. Unless you Didn't want to hear stay in that. If I don't hear a noodle noodle readout, I disappear like Phantom of the Opera. What? Are you what? talking about noodle noodle? Did we talk about noodle noodle today? We started. We with did? Noodle. I start yeah. and end every podcast with a noodle noodle ad read, and I do twig and berries in the middle. I got it all written You're down. All right. Trend and then between the that, two girls and one cup. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the flow of the show. Oh, Wanya's out. All right, um, I will add Scott Hastings into the call now. How do we do in uh How do we do in the weekend? Uh yeah. So while while we bring in Scott Hastings here, I will say it was not a great 
weekend for us. Pretty good weekend for Scott Hastings. We'll get to that in a second. Scott Hastings is of oddshark.com. That's oddsshark.com. All, everything you need, whether you're betting on NFL, whatever you want to bet on, Oddshark has you covered with sports and information. Um, okay, I, I don't want to get into politics with you to start Scott Hastings, but the line movement we saw in this American election was bananas. Like, people were describing it as like the betting event of the decade, and that might not even be an overreaction. Yeah, there was a lot of value to be made if you got Trump perhaps as an underdog and then it swung way the other way. He was a minus 700 favorite. If you hammered Biden, you could hedge your bet. That's how you win money, fellas. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was great. I uh, Not that I'm one to you know get into politics or anything like that, but it was the second intermission of my beer league game that night. And someone in the room was like, Biden's like plus two something. And I was like, oh shit, that's definitely worth a sprinkle at this point if the odds have flipped around uh, that much. But uh, that, that's enough of that. We've, that. We hit our quota for American politics talk on the podcast. Um, we're heading into week nine in the NFL and we're getting to the point, like I feel like the week nine mark, an eight game sample size for most teams, seven if they have their bye already. I feel like it's a point where you really kind of know what teams are. With that being said, over under trends. Are there some teams we're starting to see consistently fall on one side of that coin? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Of course, the trade deadline can sometimes skew things a little bit just to make things a little more fun at the halfway mark. Just why not add a few more defensive players or offensive players just to shake things up? But uh, so far this season, the Saints 7 and 0 on the over. 7 and 0. So if you Whoa. guys took an under on any Saints game, uh, that sucks because you definitely lost that bet. Uh, the Cardinals on the opposite side of things, they're the number one under team, one, five, and one on the under. So, and that's not really surprising. We've seen a lot of Cardinals games be very competitive, very scrappy, low scoring games. So when you see it one, five, and one, that, uh, makes a, a ton of well, sense. I, I've got to interrupt here. Chalmers, do you know why that is? Do I know why they're always under these days? Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. Small hands. <laughs> who has small hands? You know who has small hands. Kyler Murray? Kyler yeah, that was, a, that was a thing before. Yeah, he's winning. That's the thing. It doesn't matter if he's not scoring by the point. They're winning. I, I'm just... I'm just there, there, there's a direct correlation the here. The direct hey, correlation. Uh, Scott, I got a question. Um, there was a team that was 0-6 after week 6 on covering their spread. Is there any thing like that that you've seen that's happened with teams where either they're they're covering their spread all the time or they're not covering it at all were you trying to take a shot out there is that what was going on here <laughs> why was it the cowboys <laughs> yes the cowboys are <laughs> oh and eight against the spread here oh and eight against the spread uh and oh if they go to oh and nine they will be the first team in history to go oh and nine they're one of three teams all time to go oh and eight so Get your shots in. I wasn't the one that took the shot at Kyler Murray's small hand. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Here but we are. The spread, down. The, spread, Let's get the spread is high, though. 13 and a half this weekend, I think, against Pittsburgh, right? Well, it's Ben DiNucci. It should be minus 130 at this point. Like, holy cow. Yeah, it is It is painful. I, I watched, well, I unfortunately watched three quarters of that Dallas game uh, on the, the Sunday nighter, and I, I felt like pulling my teeth out. Holy cow. Yeah, um, it, it's Check down city. <laughs> the the entire NFC East is just an absolute adventure right now. Uh, at the radio station today, we did NFC East inspired hot takes, and one of the guys said <laughs> Washington should take the W on their helmet, 
and just change it to an L for the rest of the season <laughs> and just run with it that way. Um, it's funny because when you said when you said sorry to interrupt you again, but when you said that you know who teams are, I did not know who those Giants were on Monday night. They almost cost a lot of people. I think survivor picks. They cost a lot of people in their spread. I mean, they looked like competent. What was that like? Is that an aberration? Was that a Monday night or thing? Daniel Jones. What, what do you think happened there? Uh, you know, throughout this season, I've liked the progression I've seen from Daniel Jones. He just can't do it for sixty minutes. That's my big issue with him. Uh, I think the weather was a big issue for that one. All, all through the East Coast, there on they were talking about it on the two uh, the early games on Sunday that the wind was blowing and all that, and that continued into the Monday nighter as well. So I think it was just a bit of an odd game all around, a little bit of the Monday nighter. And yeah, I think the Giants came to play, and maybe Tampa Bay thought they could just roll through them, and they and they got a bit of a scrappy Giants team. And I think you'd agree with me that you're telling any 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 better out there that experienced or not, that if you're betting over-unders and you're not checking the weather, then you're doing it wrong. Don't, yeah. don't even but, bother. But the thing is, weather can go, the total can go either way because you could get a messy game and you ask 100 people, half of them will say take the under, the other half will pay, take the over because as much as it's a detriment to the offensive side of things, the defensive players, you'll see them slip and then you'll just see a guy break a 60-yard touchdown pass that was just a little bubble screen that a, a, you know a defensive player slips and away they go so I think it, it can go both ways I think cold weather is more of an impact and I think we saw that I believe it was the what was the game that was super cold oh that was college football Wyoming and high, uh, Hawaii the temperatures were like one degree Celsius and, and the score was like 38 uh, Hawaii got seven points because they don't like that kind of weather so <laughs> it was college I was thinking of Question for you, when it's warm weather teams going to cold cities, do you read into that at all? Like I was talking yeah. to a buddy who's a Dolphins fan, and I'm I'm a Bills guy, so we're talking about that last matchup of the year. And he was like, well, man, it's Miami going up to Buffalo, and it's going to be freezing, and it's going to be snowing there. Is there actually like numbers, or is there like is that historically a thing where warm weather teams struggle in cold cities? Yeah, I, I don't know if there's, well, I'm sure there is definitely that. I don't have it available to me uh, at a, snap of the finger but uh i think i think you just definitely see it but some players are fine with it some players you'll see them go out there and go to minnesota if it was outdoors i guess lambo would be a better example they go to lambo and they just completely kill it whereas other guys yeah you see big issues especially quarterbacks uh like if they got cold hands small hands if it was kyler small small <laughs> cold hand uh they'll struggle a lot but i, I that is one thing i put more emphasis on like a really cold game just because nobody wants to catch that ball that ball's coming at you especially somebody like Brett Favre that could break your thumbs on a on a warm day with a heavy pass you do it when it's close to freezing you don't want to catch that ball it's not enjoyable so I think a, a really cold game and I lean more towards an under in that sort of situation uh, look in the last other area I wanted to touch on with you before we get into the games in week nine and some spreads I want your opinion on uh, talking to your friend uh, Joe Osborne from Montreal, I talked to him a lot during the baseball season, and he's big into the first five innings, right? Take the bullpen completely out of the picture, bet on the starting pitchers. This year in the NFL, it feels like it's been a year where there's certain teams who are just loving blowing leads. I'm looking at the Chargers. I'm looking at the Falcons. Yeah. Is there value in only betting on the first half in a game, and are there teams right now who are proving they're great first-half teams, but they just can't hold the lead to save their lives? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I, I'm not a typical um, halftime better or even 
I know I, we, we hit a good, I forget what the first period was when we were talking yeah, about yeah. hockey. Islanders forget, Flyers. Know, yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I tend to have a good feeling about them, but I never bet them myself. Maybe the odd one here and there, if I'm, if I know the, the wife's out of town or something, then I can just sit there and watch a ton of sports. I might get a little crazy on that first quarter basketball uh, or football or whatever. Um, but yeah, there are some teams here. I got uh, Jill Grant did a good article of uh, the best best and worst first half bets. Um, and so he has first half money line. The Chargers were the number one team. As you mentioned, they like to blow a lot of second half leads. Uh, Washington being the worst first half money line teams probably no surprise put that l on their helmet um and then i'm seeing oh so he didn't have against the spreads i'll have to uh rip them the shreds for that one but the first half money lines chargers first half money line to fade would be washington so maybe the giants are a good look this week Interesting. first half Interesting. Uh, rookie betting question of the week my friend uh got a dm asking if i had a plan for bankroll management and i don't really even know what that is <laughs> just bet everything big parlays and yeah uh, just whatever i got that's right that's right uh no so they recommend between two and five percent so if you're a risky better a five percent of your bankroll is considered the higher end now uh, if you're more of a conservative better it's around two percent is what they suggest now that's usually when you're dealing with large bankrolls a lot of people just throw a hundred dollars in their account so you may not enjoy a $5 bet. You may, may be more likely to lay a $10 bet, which is really, really risky at 10% of your bankroll. If you miss 10 bets, you're, you're belly up, you're redepositing. So if you so, miss 10 bets in a row, you better, you might as well just stop betting. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's true. That is absolutely true. But, but even you're not probably going to lose 10 in a row, but it's going to be a thing where it just sort of chips away where you're betting on favorites. And so maybe you don't hit 10 in a row, but eventually you just whittle down. And next thing you know, your bankroll is 50 and your bankroll is 20, but you're still betting $10 or $5. And then that, that percentage of your bet, the more your bankroll goes down, the percentage of your bet increases if you're not also following. So the, the golden rule is between two and 5% based on your risk uh, evaluation or whatever. Um, Basically, I, I just sort of look at what you feel comfortable losing. Yeah. That, I think that's the most best way to go about it. I'm not going to tell you if it's 2%, 10%, 20%. If you're comfortable losing $100 a game, by all means, go ahead. But um, I, I think it's just based on what you feel comfortable losing. Because in reality, there's not a lot of professional bettors out there. Yeah, like when I hear bankroll management, I think of like a pro better who's dropping, you know, a thousand bucks on each bet he's placing. And for me, when we're like, and that question with a rookie who's like, hey, how do I manage my bankroll? I think you put it really well there, Scott. Like, don't worry about putting $2,000 into your account and then saying, okay, I need to manage this bankroll. Like you said, put a hundred in. If you want to do $10 a bet, do it and get your feeling out process that way. And then if there comes a point where you want to start putting more money on games, that's when you worry about bankroll management, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you're if you're doing well or you get on a heater and, and that bankroll goes from $100 up to $300, then maybe you want to look at doing a $20 bet. Or you can increase it, you can decrease it, uh, maintain a unit size, but that unit size can fluctuate. As I say, if you ha- have a lot more in your account, you started with $100, you've been doing $10 bets the entire time, you now have a grand in there. 
maybe you maybe you're doing pretty well. Maybe increase your your bank uh, your your unit size. But again, if you don't feel comfortable with that, stick to your ten dollar bets. You know, it's it's whatever you feel comfortable with in the end. But uh, yeah, just don't blow it all in one big parlay because it's probably not going to hit. It's all dimes and nick dimes and nickels there, bag milk. <laughs> Uh, All right, I want to get your take on a couple of week nine lines that I have my eye on. Uh, The first one, I feel very certain about this one, but as you like to tell us, if it looks too good to be true, it just might be. Why are the Ravens only minus two and a half this week? I, I know the Colts are a decent team and all that, but I just look at Baltimore and I go, they look like a Super Bowl contender. The Colts are not a Super Bowl contender. Two and a half points doesn't feel like enough to me. Is this your bet of the week here? Are we, we getting a little preview? It's one of the two I have written down. I'm going to decide on the fly here. Okay, based on what I say. No, I, I absolutely agree. I do like the Ravens this week. Uh, I think we're just getting a little bit of, we're seeing, if anyone followed Lamar Jackson when he was in college, he struggled in big games. And then we've seen Lamar go into playoff games and look very mediocre, mediocre if not just outright bad. Uh, we've seen it against Kansas City. We've seen it against Pittsburgh. He struggles in those high-pressure games, whether it's the defenses are confusing him or whether it's a mental thing that he struggles in those games. I can't tell you. I'm not his psychologist. I think that the Colts are not one of those high-profile teams. So I do like Baltimore in this situation. I think a lot of people are going to hammer the Colts because of their strong defense and just seeing Lamar struggle in those sort of situations. So I think I think the line is set properly that they're going to get bets on both sides. I think the Ravens are uh, the play to make. And sorry if that offended our guest here. He just <laughs> yeah, Chalmers just leave. I think going he's going. In, I think he's going in to get a Slurpee or something from the gas station. Yeah, um, yeah very yeah. on brand. <laughs> uh, the other game I wanted your take on is one that I'm like I'm probably just going to stay away from this game because I don't know if it's. It feels like it's a hard game to get a read on. But it's the Titans taking on the Bears. Two teams coming off two... They're on two-game losing streaks right now. And, like, they're both good teams. I know that. But at the same time, they both feel almost like vanilla and somewhat inconsistent to me. Do you have a read on that game at all? Yeah, that's... The, the Bears all season, they, they've, yeah. they've tricked me. I've hit them on a few of them. Uh, you know, or you take the Bengals, whatever. Uh, no, wait, that was the Browns. My bad. I was trying to remember uh. that. <laughs> The other B team. Uh, no, but like the Bears are they're one of these teams that just continue to win. We've said it almost every week. Of course, they're on a bit of a skid now. And Tennessee, they allow 30 points a game. So, But Chicago can't score 30 points ever. Uh, it's one of those really tricky games. I lean towards the under uh, just because I think that the Bears can hold Derrick Henry somewhat in check. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill can beat them through the air. And then I just don't think the Bears can score more more than 25 points. So I lean towards the under, but it's a game that I'm just personally going to stay away from. It's a, that's a tricky one. All right, we're getting to the end of the show here. So let's get to our pick em for the week. Before we do that, let's look at our picks last week. Let's see if there's anywhere we can learn from because uh, the group of four of us, we went one for three. Chalmers had the Seahawks at minus three. He nailed that. Um, nice. And then I had the Packers minus seven. The Packers cost me a lot of money on Sunday. That pissed me off. I had them on the money line in a couple parlays. That made me mad. I, I, yeah. whatever. Buffalo minus four didn't hit for Jay and bagged milk. Uh, back-to-back losses for you now. You had Tampa Ooh. Bay minus 12 and a half. That did not hit. Scott Hastings, you went two for one or two and one 
Uh, you missed on Tampa, but you nailed the LA Denver over. That was a thrilling game. And uh, Atlanta, you had on the Thursday nighter at plus two and a half. Uh, so for this week, uh, let, let's give ours first before we get to Scott. Um, I am someone who has not been good at this so far this year. My record on the year is three and five. So I'm looking to crawl back to 500 over the next couple weeks. I'm going to take the Ravens minus two and a half. I like that bet. Um, yeah, smart bet. Thank you, Chalmers. I'm going Ravens minus two and a half. Uh, who is who would be in second last right now? It would be it would be Jay. Me and Jay are actually uh, actually Jay's one worse than me. So Jay, who who do you want this week? Well, this is where I take you down. Uh, I am going to do uh, dear friend to many people and all around good guy Jason Strudwick. I'm going to do right by him, and I'm going to take the Giants plus okay. two and a half. They're plus Whoa. two and a half. Give me those points, baby. <laughs> Any risky, points in the risky, NFC risky. East. I like it. Any points in the NFC East, just take them. Yeah. That's probably a good way to go about it. Uh, Chalmers, you're next. Who do you want? What's my record? Uh, your record so far on there. You and Bag Milk are actually tied. You're five and three. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to be going with the Arizona Cardinals, minus two and a half over the Dolphins. It's going to be an exciting game, but I think, I think they're going to get to them, and I think they're going to put up a lot of points. Interesting. Tua, and before we get to you, Bag Milk, Scott, Tua never really had to do too much. Hey, like, no. their defense no. basically set him up perfectly every time they got the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting, though, Miles Gaskin, not, he's on the yeah. IR, so he's gone for three games. Uh, of course, they, they have Jordan Howard, who they may go with. Uh, they also picked somebody up off the waiver wire. Um, so I'm not quite sure what they're going to go with with running back. I think this is a really interesting game for. Tua as to can you can you move the ball? He looked good against the Jets, but everyone looks good against the Jets. Uh, so against the Cardinals, we'll see. Chalmers, your it's signal. We can hear I everything in your truck. Made that turn. I hope you made that <laughs> oh, turn. Oh, you want me to drive? Safely. You want me to drive unsafe? Come on. I want uh, you to fix your audio you. situation. Oh, sorry. Hey, uh, <laughs> Tua, is it better now? Yeah, it's a little better now. Thank you. Um. It's weird because I'm really rooting for Tua for some reason. I just really, like, I like him. I like everything about him from the injury coming out of college to, like, the fact that he just, him and his parents just seem like really, really down-to-earth good people. And uh, I hope he has it, man. And this is a game where I'm going to be rooting for my team. I'm going to be rooting for my pick. But I want to see him show some signs. I want it just to be a good game. I think it's a real watchable game. 100%. I agree. I agree. Uh, bag milk, your pick. You were five and three on the year. It is worth noting that my Buffalo Bills are two of your three losses. But uh, where are you going this week? I'm gonna go. I like. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh over Dallas. I uh, that was the Dallas. other one I actually had written down. Steelers minus thirteen and a half. I feel like there really isn't a spread where I might have not bet on the Steelers here. I think they might dominate the Cowboys. Sorry, Scott. I was surprised that they weren't nineteen and a half like the Chiefs yeah. were against uh, the Jets. I thought. I thought thirteen and a half is. Yeah, it just it doesn't seem right. The, the Cowboys so, are trash. I do, I do a, uh, I do a pool, and it's a really big pool. And what you have to do is you have to pick the winner, and then how much you think they're going to win by, and you get points for how close you are to the real. This week has, like, I was going through it, some big time, like spreads and things that I think are going to like be blowout games. I think it's the biggest one of the week. I'm uh, out of 182 people in that. I'm number one right now, just overall. Just I just wanted to tell everybody that. Are you going to buy the Caesars? They might hire you. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott, your record since uh, we started doing the pick'em in week six, you are six and three. You've gone two and one every week. Where are you going this week? Jeez, could we get a three and zero, oh, or maybe an zero oh and three? Who knows? Uh, I'm going to start with the Raiders. Uh, getting a point and a half on the road at LA. Um, yeah, I just, I don't think the Chargers, we've talked about the Chargers blowing leads. Um, why not blow another one? So the fact, I was a little surprised that the Raiders were an underdog in this game. I, I thought they would have been favorite. So getting a point and a half, I'll take them on the road. Um, we're going to keep with the underdog theme here. And we're going to go with those Buffalo Bills. Uh, they're at home. They're three-point dogs to Seattle. Um, Seattle making the trip from the West Coast to the East Coast. I, I always feel a little weary about those games. And uh, Seattle's defense, just they, they can't stop points from coming in. I think him and uh, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, are going to go toe-to-toe in uh, a fun, uh, high-scoring game. So I, I like Buffalo plus three, Vegas plus one and a half. And I was and nobody with, circles the Raiders like the Buffalo Bills. The <laughs> I was going to go that. with the Cardinals four and four and a half is what I saw, but uh, that's already been covered. So we'll, we'll we'll go with another one here. Uh, do we want another underdog or a total? Uh, give us throw us a total. Play. I could use some totals we'll, advice. Okay, okay. It's uh, it's going to be a low total. It's from the same game. Uh, we're going to go with under forty one in the Patriots mm. and Jets. Um, yeah, you know, the Jets are just, they're, they're pretty bad. Broke. I thought they looked a little better with Sam Darnold in the lineup, but they're still pretty trash. Uh, and this Patriots defense is, is pretty scrappy, uh, but their offense is also nothing impressive. So I like the under 41 in a horrible Monday night or that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let's all, let's all make a bet. Let's all make a prediction as to what the score is going to be. I'm going to say it's going to be 24 6 Patriots. I'll say okay. I'll say twenty to ten. I, I, I think I think the Jets cover, so oh. I'm going to go something with like a twenty to fourteen. Okay. So I think they just barely squeak out a cover, and it's just oh. an ugly game. I'm going I'm going opposite. I'm going to go I'm going to go twenty eight twenty one. Okay. I don't know who's going to win, but I think the Jets are going to do something of value. Back back. <laughs> Frank Frank Gore. Uh, 24-10. 24-10. 24-10. All right. 10. Sounds good. All right, hey, Scott. Uh, oh. Scott, before we let you go, I, uh, I, this, is a, this is a fantasy-related question because I need to know, do you know if Jordan Reed's going tonight to San Fran? I haven't heard. Probably not because he's a Band-Aid, so I'm going to go with the no. <laughs> oh. Jordan Reed, he's atrocious. Do you have him in your league? Well, I have Kittle. You're oh. so lame, JR. Oh, so yeah. lame. Chalmers, how are you doing? Uh, in which one? In Nation Real Life, I'm kicking everyone's ass. And oh, in our friend's one. For you. We're coming for uh, you in real life, but in our friend's one, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing about the, as good as somebody would do who lost their first four rounds to her injury. So give oh, me okay. a goddamn so, break. Uh, uh, as, a, as a team who's lost, Saquon, OBJ, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. These are all legit. So everyone's got that excuse. So you can't say that as an excuse. Scott, as always, we appreciate your time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good luck this weekend. You too, Scott. All right. Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. That's your spot. If you want to become a smarter better, head to oddshark.com. Whatever you bet on, assuming right now, because we're in uh, the middle of November and the only thing going is the NFL. The Masters is coming soon, but. 
if, if you want NFL info, they got a ton of great articles up there right now from their staff of writers and a ton of great resources for you to use. All right, guys. Uh, this was a fun pod. It was... This is the the first 30 some minutes of it were great because we got to like a bunch of random topics, but it stayed nice and on the rails still, I felt. So anyways, good job. Until the end when Chalmers fucking signal kept going off every two seconds. Uh, You have no idea in my headphones how piercing of a noise that is. I don't understand how I'm driving the whole podcast, turning corners, switching lanes, street sweeping. And you only hear it the last four minutes of the podcast. I think it's something to do with how your audio is connected because you were good until you left the truck and came back. I had to go meet somebody, man. Thanks, James, Mark. All right. <laughs> good reference. Uh, we're going to save our oh, Oilers. <laughs> we're going to save our Oilers topic for Monday's show. We also might have a guest on Monday, so... Stay tuned. That'll be episode 229 of the Real Life Podcast. Uh, don't forget, check out our friends at twigginberries.ca. Winter is coming. It's probably real close. Today might actually be the last nice day here in Edmonton. So they got sweats. They got hoodies. They got flannels. They got everything you need. And, of course, their own brand of underwear, Nutsack Underwear. Use the promo code NATION15 for 15% off. As you head into the weekend, no one likes cooking on the weekend. So go find your local Oodle Noodle. Support them as well. 10% of all in-store proceeds. Holy shit, I'm ending this podcast. This is just a disaster right now. Everyone make as much noise as possible. Episode two, episode 228 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.